Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good news, everybody. We have heard from Mailman Dan. Shout out, Mailman Dan. His bag is full and ready to deliver. Mail is not dead. So it's good to see. Good to hear. Adon says, shout out, Industry Baby. That's another one of our bits. Always and forever. Did Happer know about our our tip jar? No. Okay, that's good. Let's keep it that way. Do you want to go yell at him? Whatever you want to do. I'm going gonna, gonna to yell at him really fast. Happer's, Happer's had a big, uh, big part in our show today. He, he's been... A, a mainstay in uh, today's show. Um, all I hear is Rico. <laughs> Rico opens the door and yells, "Happer, we stole the text bag. We called it the tip jar." Um, but no. So okay, let's let's talk about basketball a little bit. Enough of enough trough talk. Enough male talk. Enough Bigfoot talk. Somebody texted in earlier and was like, "I want to hear more about Bigfoot sightings." Nah, not we love today. Bigfoot on this show. We can do it. Tomorrow. This is a pro Bigfoot show. I don't care what anybody says. We can we can we can continue. Uh oh. Oh no. Hey, what are you talking about? We stole the text bag. What do you mean? We did. We had a text bag. We called it the tip jar yesterday. People liked the chip. People tip jar. loved it. I think we're gonna do it. I'm shocked at this. <laughs> I'm you, shocked at this. Are you I are we you had mad? a we had a conversation on air, and I decided that 99 percent of the text bag was my idea, so I have the right to steal it. He's majority owner. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to I go was back there. And I that. was there when it was created. I made the song for it. I participate every make the time. Song for it. I participate every time. Not so at least we asked you. So at least ninety-five <laughs> percent. I don't know if your do. math is right there. I still do. <laughs> well, I would like to say that you know it's a very innovative and and very un you know you don't see it a lot. A lot of people do the mailbag. Listen, Abber, we had to do four hours of radio yesterday. Oh. So we needed something. Well, maybe you should try <laughs> Here harder. Here we go. Here we go. We had no, we had all kinds of topics. We were good. Oh, yeah. We, we went were, off we on were. a tangent. Four hour radio shows are like normal. No, yes, I know. Yes, I know. I know. It was just but not for us. It was just a joke. Happer. It was just a joke, Hap. I've done four Tip hours jar. before. Back so people leave you tips? Tips, thoughts, texts, anything they want. Whatever happens. Oh, you could do an, invi- an advice segment and call it the tip jar. We could. That would, but, but no. I don't know I'm how. I'm just I, giving I, you I, free I, ideas that aren't already a thing. I don't know if Rico is big on taking other people's advice. I don't like people's advice. Oh, but he is big on taking other people's bits. Probably. My bit. Again, as I said I'm just yesterday. Kidding. I don't care. You guys. As, <laughs> I, as I said yesterday, all the good ideas at this radio station, my idea. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. Good Thanks. luck, guys. And that's a bit that I came up with. See you, Hap. All right. So I was thinking about this earlier today when I was sitting at the women's basketball game. Let me read this off for you. Husker men's basketball mm-hmm. have played 32 games over the last season and this season now. Husker women's have the same amount of wins in 12 games. Hmm. Women's 12 wins in 12 games. Husker men's basketball, 12 wins in 32 games. Now, 
let's we we can dive into this whole thing about talking about the schedule's not as hard and and everything, but let me remind you last year Husker men's basketball lost to a Nevada team. They in the Golden Window Classic. Oh, I remember the Golden Window. Yes. That the, was fun. The Golden Window Classic, they um lost to Georgia Tech on the road or at home in the Big 10 ACC Challenge. And they probably lost a couple Big 10 games that you felt like they could have competed in a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Husker this year, I mean I don't need to tell you guys this but just to refresh the memory. Lost to Western Illinois. Um, You feel like they really could have taken that NC State game. Unfortunately, they were right there. That whole foul thing at the end of the at the end of the regulation. Don't need to hash that up again. But that one's painful. Yeah, you you feel like they had an opportunity there. They played decently well. Um, and that's kind of when this whole thing really spiraled out of control. It feels like. I mean, it felt like they had a good chance at Indiana for a while. Yeah, for a little well, bit of that game. Indiana, remember they they played pretty strong defense that day mm-hmm. um, because they were in a big shooting slump. That's really when the shooting slump kind of took off. Um, was was around halfway through that game and second half, you look up and Nebraska is not shooting well, but their defense kind of kept them in it. Oh, and yeah. and you look up and they're down by six points with with still three minutes left or not three minutes left, but with a certain amount of time left. And, and you're, you're thinking, thinking, how is Nebraska still only six points down? with how they've played today. It's mm-hmm. played sloppy. And it's only um, six points. You know, you think you have a chance of, of coming back and, and making it even closer of a game or even taking a lead. And yeah, and they could not hit a shot. Well, and, and let's be real. I mean, like, even Sundays, and I've said this before, I think I said it Monday, I, I felt like Nebraska should have beaten Kansas State. <laughs> I just... I mean, Kansas, they were up 20, Kansas, what, 25 to 10? 25 to 15. 15. And Kansas State just didn't impress me. Now, with that being said... Nebraska sure didn't, didn't look great either, but Kansas State they they didn't shoot well by any means. They turned over the basketball quite a bit. They turned it over t- two more times than Nebraska did. Um, Nebraska allowed double the amount of points off turnovers than what they had, despite forcing two extra turnovers. Nebraska once again on the on the perimeter defense. <clears throat> excuse me. They they did all right. Kansas State shot five of twenty something from three. You think, okay, if Nebraska can just go eight of twenty-five, you feel like you have yeah, a, sh- really a chance. Good chance. Nebraska didn't even do that. They were worse, and and we've dissected it quite a bit, but it's just it's just wild to think about um, when we talk about expectations and everything. And and I know I kind of bring everything back to that and how we feel about this team beginning of the season, but right now there's. There's a lot more excitement onto what can happen um, with the women's program than there is at the men's, and and yes, part of that's because they're undefeated, and that's kind of a, a you know a surface level statement, I suppose. But but even then, they're showing promise, I and mean, the way that they work together, you know. Yeah, I just, I mean, that could also be a product of the wins and everything uh, uh, of the uh, the excitement level that you're having, and and you know the fact that we're thinking they're showing promise, but. You know, they they work hard on defense. They work hard on the boards. The ball never really stops moving. It doesn't sit in one person's hands for too long. Uh, you know, it's it's not it's not the same person taking twenty shots every single game. And and I'm not blaming Alonzo Verge for any of this. He has to. But with the women's team, you have so many people who can go off and who have gone off, and and their shooting is 
is is amazing, and it's not like they're getting wide open shots every time. They're also making contested shots. Let, let me the shooting. They're shooting the ball well because they are doing little things like ball movement, like moving. That that's why their shooting mm-hmm. is working well, uh, or or they're finding good um, shooting numbers. But like, okay, here here's an example. This morning or this afternoon at noon, one one of the early possessions in the game. Um, Nebraska, I believe they turned over the basketball. The, the women's team did. They they turned over the basketball. Um, I think it was Sam Hybe, um, to to be specific. But she turns over the basketball, comes down the floor. Isabel Bourne picks up a, a, a shooter in the corner for Wyoming, and Sam Hybe comes and helps because she was busting her butt down the down the floor. They double team her in the corner near right in front of the Nebraska bench, and they force a turnover because they forced her to travel. Like little things like that when you. We talked about it yesterday with the men's team um, and any basketball team that's struggling. It's allowing bad shots to affect your play on the defensive side of the ball or allowing bad defensive play. I mean, you can do it vice versa, right? Um, But little things like that where Sam Hybe knew she messed up. She knew she turned it over, um, but she didn't let that um, affect her play on the defensive side of the ball. You can't let one mistake compound and, and, you know, add into other mistakes that you're making like if you turn like if you've turned the ball over you don't hustle down the court they get an easy bucket you're you know that's you're you're down two points that's a four point swing you could have scored you know you didn't they scored it's 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 little things like that where one thing you can't let one thing turn into something worse and right now it seems as if the basketball the, the men's basketball team is is letting missed shots turn into easy buckets for the other team turnovers non-foul calls turn into fast break buckets for for the opposing teams 402-464-5685 sandman says the girls basketball team has hustle i don't see that from the men's team um also i i would like to say this they have moments of hustle they have moments of hustle hustle yet but also you have to remember depth i suppose um just thinking about it depth probably plays a factor in all this as mm-hmm. well Nebraska men, the men's unfortunately just doesn't have the depth that we were expecting at the beginning of the season. Um, productive depth, I should say. They have bodies, but I mean, they don't have bodies was, that can contribute in the same way that some of the other guys can. It was a couple minutes into the game this morning, and Amy Williams, who you you should not be questioning her right now because her team's up on a twelve to zero start to their season. Um, but they brought in Allison Weiner, who's played some quality minutes this season. They brought in Michael Caton. Um, Ruby Porter, Kendall Moriarty, and Annika Stewart, and Kendall Coley. I mean, they are, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They're on the, on the, you know, strong side, they're probably nine players deep. Mm -hmm. This women's basketball team is because... And here, I'll, I'll tell you, they're, they're obviously they're starting five, Ashley Scoggins, Shelley, Hybe, Bella Cravens, Isabel Bourne. But then you come off the bench, Alexis Markowski is a freshman who didn't have a, a great day today, still had six rebounds, um, didn't shoot all that well, was one of eight from the field, um, 0 for 1 from deep, finished with three points. But she was a player that came off the bench the last two times out before we, Wyoming this morning and had a double-double. She's a two-time freshman of the week in the Big mm-hmm. Ten Conference. She's a you true have, freshman with multiple double-doubles. Yeah. You have Annika Stewart, who came off the bench today, shot 8 of 13 from the field, um, two or 3 of 7 from deep, finished with a career-high 21 points today off the bench. Um, Michael Caton hit a buzzer-beater 3. Ruby Porter 
um, was still had some quality minutes. Kendall Coley can hit the mid range at a at a decent uh, rate as She's well. She's really good at that free throw line. That free throw line jumper yeah, from the from the elbow. It's almost automatic. And these are all players that come off the bench. This isn't even Jazz Shelley, who almost had a triple double, was three assists away from a triple double, the second one of the season. Ashley Scoggin, who may be the best three point shooting or shooter on the team, was 0 of 2 today, had two points um, in 25 minutes of play. But still, she was her plus minus when she was out on the floor was plus eight. Playing clutch defense. Sam Hybe, nine points. Bella Cravens, nine. Isabel Bourne, 13. We talk about Isabel Bourne um, being a big presence down low, five of seven from the field, but she could also step out today two of three from deep. Mm-hmm. And I like I, I don't want to keep attacking like I don't want to I don't want it to seem like we're attacking the men's team and and you know making unfair comparisons or anything like that. But but another difference is that every every woman on that team is capable of playing really good defense. And and the thing is, it's not that they're all great defenders. It's that they have trust in all of the people behind them to to clean up a possible mistake. So what they're doing is it's not like they're taking, you know, uh um crazy chances, but you know, they're they're jumping in front, they're they're reaching for steals, they're going for blocks, they're they're doing all of these things, these little things that can lead to to big, you know, uh fast break moments for the team. And with the men, it just seems as if there's not a lot of trust in the people behind them to, to clean up any of the mistakes. Well, and you have to think about part of that is an identity. It, you know what Amy Williams' team wants to do. It's, it's get out and run on the offensive side of the ball, transition buckets, shoot the three well, which they do. Um, they shot 36% from, from deep today, 9 of 25. And de- strong defense. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Their average margin... Um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head after whichever game, um, but through a good portion of the season, I want to say after 10 games, their average margin of victory was 30. They were winning games by 30, and, and once again, the schedule, it is what it is, um, and, and yes, they're not ranked AP style, but in the net, in the NET, they're, they're doing just fine. They're top 10, and that's what really matters when it comes postseason time. And so this wasn't even more of a, this was not a, a slight to the men saying, how look how much better Nebraska women's basketball is playing. It was more of a, hey, pay attention to what Nebraska women's basketball is doing because they have shown that the way they play is is sustainable for their mm-hmm. season. They're not I, – I, I want to be careful with the way that I say this. They're not doing anything crazy. They're playing really good team basketball, and it's totally possible for the men – to do what the women are doing. Well, and another thing is they're not Amy Williams and, and their whole staff is not asking their players to do too much. They're asking them to do what they're good at. If you look if you, if you want to look at the men's team, they're asking every single guy that goes out there on a nightly basis to do so much. Alonzo Verge, they're asking him to do basically everything. Be their um be their guy that finds high quality shots. Uh, or high percentage shots and make them in a conference that uh, eventually it's going to be in, in conference play where you're dealing with um, really tall and physical guys down low. Mm-hmm. You're asking Derek Walker to be the one r- main rebounder down low 
don't hey don't you can't be too physical because we can't get you in foul trouble because there's some uncertainty behind you. But you're but undersized, still, and you're undersized. And you need to be physical, but you still need to you still need to pee your part. You're you're looking you're you're having a load on Bryce McGowan's who came in with all these lofty expectations. And I'm not saying they were unwarranted or or it was you know wrong of of people including myself and probably including Rico too mm-hmm. to say that there should have been high expectations. But, but you, you have remember, to you have to freshman. you have to adjust to the college game. Like they're asking, and that's just where the difference is. And every single time, um, it is it is just really really uh, encouraging and exciting to see how this Husker women's basketball team is playing. It's it's a blast. <laughs> they are fun to watch, and it, and it's really really cool every single time that I head to a Husker women's basketball game. And there's more and more people. I, I was wondering today. I didn't make it known, but I was wondering what the crowd was going to look like. And and on top of that, at, at these women's games, it's really cool. Before we get to our final timeout, it's really really cool because they invite schools from smaller towns mm-hmm. to to come out and go to the women's games and and bring all their all their students. I, I remember I was in I was in seventh or eighth grade when the Pinnacle Bank Arena opened, and. We it was a Nebraska women's basketball. I know it's crazy. Seventh or eighth ne- Nebraska women's basketball game against UCLA. The first day before the men's played Florida Gulf Coast that night or the mm-hmm. next night um, to start. But we went. My whole school or sixth, seventh, eighth graders were invited to come to UCLA or to UCLA Nebraska the first game of PBA. And I was like, "Dang, this is awesome! We're going to Pinnacle Bank Arena for a basketball game. This is fantastic!" So it's really really cool. Um, that they invite and, and they incorporate smaller towns because that just draws interest. And, and there was a really good crowd on hand for Nebraska to go up against a 4-4 four and four Wyoming team at the time. So um, really, really exciting stuff. Cleveland Mike on the text line. Guys, my 10-year-old basketball playing daughter is in the car and is freaking out about how much you're talking about the Huskers ladies this week. Thanks for that. I've got a happy girl listening. Big time. Big time. That's what it's about. All right. 402-464-5685. Get your final thoughts in before we ship you off to old school with Jake Sorensen, Jay Foreman, and myself. We'll take one final time out. You're listening to Happy Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. <laughs> 